0: This is totally not dancing, and you're listening to The Shred Shack.
1: Greetings folks, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming
2: you to episode 98 of the Shred Shack Podcast. Your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Airing whenever we feel like it on iTunes, Mixcloud, and Google Play for now, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Shred Shack and youtube.com slash templum.
1: And I would like to say that we are being sponsored by Monster Energy Drink.
2: (laughs) You just... (laughs) Disclaimer, we are not actually being sponsored by Monster Energy
1: Drink. No, I just drink enough of it that we should be sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. Me and Ripper uh, Owens. Well, well, actually...
2: Funny story, no, well, not so funny story, but uh, in the uh, in the process of preparing our our new Twitter account, not that new because it's actually several months old. I just finally started actually um, putting a lot more attention into it and doing a lot more attention into our social media presence. Uh, one of the pages that I followed, of course, was Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to follow the things that that I, we've made jokes about as far as sponsoring us. So Taco Bell is being, yep, yeah, yep. they're being followed. Steel Reserve, even though none of us drink any, like, at least none of us here in, in, in Texas. In Texas, I'm, I, I mean, Pete doesn't drink it, but, but you and I don't drink anymore. But still, Steel Reserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so those things that we, we make jokes about being sponsored by. Hey,
1: listen. We're just going to take our cues from James Hetfield. He doesn't drink anymore, yet there's a Metallica whiskey. That is very true. So. Yes. We 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 go for our fan base.
2: Yes, we 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 will we will we will do what we have to do. <laughs> um, so let's get started with old business. Old
1: business is old business, and new business is new
2: business. And we actually have old business. Yes, we do. Um, because uh, you you technically did answer this on our Facebook page, um, but it didn't come up um, as a
1: post by the Facebook page. you yeah. As a post of me. Yeah. Yeah, on the Facebook page, exactly,
2: like you're, from your personal page yeah. to which, which I don't
1: know why you did that because it's
2: been it's did you do it from your phone? Yeah, I did it from my phone. Yeah, because it's been weird because like I've gotten a lot of like, like I'll get notifications from from the pages manager thing which is for I use for shred check, and it's given me a lot of my personal ones and I'm like why is that why is that happening? Hmm. Well, I, I don't get it? But yeah,
1: because I, I I clicked it like post to your page which yeah. means like, I am an administrator on the page I should be able to post it to the page I, but then Pat told me I posted it as Chris McDonald on the Facebook page yeah
2: I, I don't know what what the deal was with that but I, re-po- I reposted you did two I reposted one of them this is re- the one I didn't repost yeah
1: All right, so this is the one that we were talking about. Uh, When Dream Theater recently announced the first dates of the Distance Over Time World Tour, which is also being billed as a 20th anniversary celebration of the band's fifth album, 1999's Metropolis Part 2, Scenes from a Memory. Asked by Rolling Stone if Dream Theater will play the whole record at each show, guitarist John Petrucci said, We are. The tour is going to be an evening with, and part of the evening will be playing some of the new record and some older songs in our catalog, and then also playing Scenes from a Memory in its entirety. That sounds amazing. Yes, it does. Because <clears throat> the, the last time I think you and I saw an evening with Dream Theater was probably like almost twenty years ago. That when was Six prob- Degrees of Intertwined, and it was at the. Th-
2: no, because because we've seen them on the train of the Train of Thought tour. Oh, and, and that was
1: a, that was an evening with too. That was at the yeah. theater, of Magic Square Garden. Yeah. Either way, it's a three and a half hour show of nothing but Dream Theater.
2: Uh, at least it was then. God only knows what it is now. Yeah. Um. But if you're a Dream Theater fan, then... And that know. also
1: sounds like the, the, the makings of a new live album to me, so... Of
2: course, of course, because I, I, I feel like they're, 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 they're doing that... They're doing, like, the, the, the Maiden route at this point, which is basically, like, you know, a new album new live album new album new live album yeah and which is which is fine i'm still i'm still catching up on
1: made in live stuff i know you, i think you, I'm, i think i'm behind a little bit
2: you you bought me en vivo for, for I'm my surprised birthday i don't have that you
1: had the dvd but not the cd i don't have the, I don't
2: have the dvd either Oh! i actually i wish I, knew that. I, well, I have i have made in england but um where's not my
1: fucking amazon checklist here? and
2: when en vivo came out i skipped over both the cd and the dvd and then when made in england came out i bought the dvd because for older stuff the dvd was more important to me
1: you know what's funny um, is that i really liked in vivo when it first came out mm-hmm. like i still do because i thought it was a really good live album but i still think the best made in live album that i like this is just me personally is flight 666 mm-hmm. only because they have the, the rhyme of the ancient mariner from the show that we were at
2: yeah and that's that's one that i bought both
1: dvd and cd for yeah um Plus, the, the documentary is amazing. Yeah.
2: Um, but, like, for, um, I don't know if there's a DVD for Book of Souls. There's, I there's think a there, CD. I'm
1: pretty sure there is. I want to say that there is. I don't think there is. All I know is that I hope that they're recording the Legacy of the Beast tour for a, a live DVD. I Just can, because the uh, set looks amazing. I can almost
2: guarantee that they are. You, like
1: you because there's also just so much time because they got the video game the the mobile game that they're that they're basing yeah. this off of they got the tour Legacy of the Beast and now the next would be the legitimate uh, the logical next step would be CD DVD release yeah
2: and, and Legacy of the Beast sounds like an, uh, a tour album title yeah so yeah but back to Dream Theater they, it seems like they do the same thing and they've been doing the same thing for a while mm-hmm. um since um probably all the way back to um Trade of Thought, which was like Trade of Thought then Budokan came out. Right. Um, then they did um Systematic Chaos and and I think um Octavarium and then I think they did Score. And I feel like they've they've done a live album every single right? like every album or two. So I think they're taking a similar route. <clears throat> Um, with that out of the way, let's move along to new business.
1: And this is new business, and we do not discuss new business until next quarter.
2: I have not listened to anything new. Nor have I. Um, because I am still working on old. I am currently up to September. Um, as far as our top three stuff, we are currently almost caught up, um... And we're almost back to doing real deal top three videos, which I'm very excited
1: for. I'm hoping to be jumping back in on that next year. I've been very, very behind on new music in this whole year of 2018.
2: But the music that I have been finding has been wonderful.
1: I was going to say, one of the things that you mentioned to me on the last podcast was that band Lucifer. Which is amazing. And, yeah, it was super... It's so, like you said, it was right up my alley. Yeah, The old school sound, the female singer everything about it screams chris would love this
2: band those those videos like they like just the
1: the aesthetics of them are so cool yeah everything yeah. about the band is is like right up my alley and they so. i
2: think they ended up being my number 2 band for it was either august or july well, there you have it but they were that was that was great stuff um but i am finding and, and there's there's a good number of bands that are coming up like that that they're, they're female fronted and they have that sabbath sound
1: yeah, I think I think I I remember we did a top three video and I I did mine about Blood Ceremony, mm-hmm. and my my thing was like imagine if Grace Slick fronted Jethro Tull, singing Geezer Butler lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the sound. I mean that's it, it's everything that you can possibly dream for.
2: Yeah, and and a lot more of that has been popping up lately, which is great. So. Um... But as far as what I've been listening to, it's been my iPod and Shuffle. <laughs> and I, I listened to a little bit of um, Ghost prequel last night just because I had um, my song of the day yesterday, which is something I've been doing with our Twitter account. Song of the day was Dance Bacob, Um from the new album. Love that song. Yeah, love that song. It's so good. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to really seeing the, um, the review that we did for Ghost uh, once Pat finishes up with the Thirteen days of Halloween and gets the review out. Um, just because.
1: Oh, he's editing that one.
2: Yeah, he's editing that one. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't edit the re- the reviews unless I like raise my hand and go. I call it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm doing. I, I do the um, I do the top three videos and I do the um, the ten word review videos. Gotcha. And consider? Do we doing
1: another one of those soon?
2: Uh, We were doing Blind Guardian, um, which we're supposed to be doing that. Pat and Reese should be doing that this week. Oh, okay. I should be doing my part this week and then releasing that. And then what we thought was, um, since we normally do a vote for it, what we were going to do was um, we pick the loser from the previous time and then we pick a new band. And what we were thinking was Dealer's Choice. And Dealer's Choice would be that The person, each person picks the band a band, and they do that discography. I hope that wins, Um, and that way, like certain bands, because I know that certain bands would would we would all not be able to do. Yeah, Um, I
1: think my pick would be. Not everyone would be into it.
2: Yeah, and, and, and there are, like, if, if we were to do Machine Head, I would immediately count myself out. I don't know enough Machine Head.
1: Yeah, same here.
2: So I, I would count myself out, but like Pat it, might know all of
1: it. Like, if if it, if it was dealer's choice, I would definitely do mine immediately as Opeth. First yeah. one, right oh, off oh, the bat.
2: Opeth, yeah. Speaking of which, I finally bought Sorceress. Oh! Um, I, way to uh, catch up. Yeah. <laughs> um... Black Friday happened. Um it is now Sunday. Yeah, we are recording um, the on Su- Sunday. The Sunday after Thanksgiving and Black Friday already happened, which means Cyber Monday is tomorrow and which uh, means
1: we're releasing this on Cyber Monday. So uh, while you're ordering stuff on Amazon, please listen to us. Yes, please. While we drink our Monster Energy drink sponsored uh, by
2: Man, you know. But um but Nuclear Blast every single year like they always have this incredible sale. Um and last year um and last two years I I have gotten stuff from them. Um and last year I said yeah, pretty much like yeah I I can't see them surprising me this year. Like I've gotten everything I could possibly want and I can I can hold off and not get anything. Nope. Ended up ordering like fourteen CDs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait until I can do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was the thing. One of them was Opeth. Um Working on my Sonata Arctic collection, um, Testament in there. Um, God, there was, the, the latest Accept album was in there. Oh, for, nice. Then these are all four ninety nine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: for like, I was like, no, there's no way I'm passing this up. This is amazing.
1: Like, the good the good thing about that is, not just the Nuclear Blast, but, um, every once in a while, when you go through Metal Sucks, they have, um they give you the heads up that Amazon is doing like a super sale on like heavy metal CDs mm-hmm. and everything is in like in that price range of like four ninety nine and lower. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't wait for something like that where I just have a bunch of money that's lying around and be like, oh. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been kind of stagnant on the stuff I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that's been like I've not been dragged away from my 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 current rotation. Yeah. And you know, it's for it's just for a matter of convenience really. Like I just haven't gone out of my way to listen to something new and I think I need just need like a kickstart to kind of restart the, well, the see, fire. we see there. where
2: Skateboard's at and see what we got there.
1: I can do that. I just... Again, I I download stuff on the other computer. The other computer's not set up because that's what I have my iTunes checked to. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I, I also back up everything on my hard drive. It's a whole process Yeah. that I don't have set up at the moment. Gotcha.
2: But it's... Um... It's going to be a nice it's going to be a nice couple of days of metal when once that arrives. Nice. That box arrives, which is going to be sweet. But their their Black Friday sale always gets me. Always always like, "Hey. <laughs> hey."
1: Well, I just remember that one year where uh all those concert tickets for San Antonio were like oh half off. Oh my god. And I bought, like tickets to everything.
2: Yeah, I remember I remember that was that was the that was the year I bought the amorphous tickets um, I think you ended up buying
1: I went to a lot of shows you... like I went to Sonata Arctica yeah, I went to uh, Hammer... Overkill didn't you go to Hammerfall I missed Hammerfall because I fell asleep
2: oh uh, that sucks
1: yeah yeah. I, I, it was one of those I was working really really long hours or I was up for a long time and I decided to take a nap and I slept right through that shit
2: but it's still it's nuclear blast does not disappoint for black friday so and i posted it on on the facebook page because just because of the fact that like them being top tier and that sale being as good as it is like you can't you can't pass it up if you're a, if you're a cd collector or if you're still buying that physical medium um so yeah it's just it's just been until I get that, it's just mostly been that uh, the iPod and Shuffle. Actually, I was listening to a little bit of uh, Exodus yesterday. I just put because I I got a bunch of the Exodus last year, and I was like, well, fuck it, just start from first uh, album alphabetically that I have, which is Blood and Blood Out, uh-huh. and just started playing. So I was like, okay, I'll throw some of that on, you know. I I, I, I stopped a 140 song. Um, streak, which is probably one of my longest ones yet, in my 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 randoms of uh, my iPod, and played Ghost and Exodus. So, yeah, let's go on to some general news.
1: All right, the fourth annual Bowl for Ronnie uh, Celebrity Bowling Tournament benefiting the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund held on Thursday, October 25th at Pins Bowling Center in in Studio City, California, was once again sold out in advance. This year's event brought in its largest amount yet of $74,000 for the music-based organization that has been raising awareness and much-needed funding for cancer research since 2010.
2: In the article, they had a list of all the people who attended this, and it it was a hefty list.
1: Yeah, it's usually at least hosted, I think, or partially involving Eddie Trunk, and Eddie Trunk has a lot of pull. With uh, some of these metal celebrities, uh, between the, the, that metal show and his radio show, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, it's and, usually and, a who's 30, who of
2: thirty-some odd years of, of
1: radio, radio, and, yeah. and metal. Yeah, so he's he's got some pull there, and you know, usually it's just like a who's who of metal, you know, who shows up to that thing, and plus, who, who wouldn't want to watch like Chris Jericho get drunk and throw us some bowling balls around? <laughs> You're like, thinking about it, aren't you? <laughs> no,
2: I'm just imagining like 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 who would be the one that wants bumpers?
1: Aussie, <laughs> <laughs> <Ozzie. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Aussie with a bowling ball, like watching your grandma bowl?
2: This this. <sighs> There's a song by Weird Al called Living with a Hernia, which is a parody <laughs> of Living in America. Oh, my God. And there's a bit where it's where he says it's hard to bowl, and he walks up. He's, he's hunched over. He walks up with a bowling ball and just drops it, and that's how I'm imagining like Ozzy would do bowling. Yep,
1: that's exactly what I'm thinking of, too. <laughs> I'm thinking of that and the episode of, of Married with Children where Peggy... Uh, is about to bowl a perfect game, and she has like the, that double-handed underhand throw, and she's just kind of shuffling in her high heels to to throw it. You oh man, I have I
2: haven't seen the show in years. Oh buddy, so that was a
1: hilarious <laughs> episode. Go on. All right, okay. Five Finger Death Punch singer Ivan Moody helped organize a donation of sleeping bags to a nonprofit that serves homeless youth. Urban Peak Colorado Springs was presented with a total of 50 sleeping bags courtesy of Local Rock Station 94.3 Kilo. Moody, who was originally from the Denver area, wanted to help out the local shelters when he was in Colorado Springs with his bandmates last week. He then uh, contacted the radio station, which was able to get the donation organized. He has since done the same with 93X in Minneapolis to help serve that area as well as St. Paul. That was actually that was, that was the one. I – Yeah, that was
2: one that you posted. But the second half of it, the the part about the St. Paul and Minneapolis thing, that was an extra um, article because he did the same thing again. Oh, okay. So he 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 did the same thing twice, um, and when we posted that, the consensus was the same for for a lot of our commentary, which was that a lot of folks, you know, may not may not like think, uh, Five Finger Death Punch, may not know their music. Me personally. Um but they always respect charitable works.
1: Yeah, I mean they're um, always they're they're over, the charitable works and then like the troop thing. They're always involved with USO shows and the troops in, in general. Yeah. And the thing is, if you go to a Five Finger Death Punch show, there's a lot of kids there too, and like the kids are into it. and They always treat the kids with a lot of respect. They bring kids up on the stage and they sing songs with them. It's, you know, as much as crap as we give them for their music, they're actually a bunch of like really good guys.
2: Well, oh, as 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 far as these these type of
1: things go the, the
2: the meltdowns and whatnot
1: hopefully well that's i think that has more to do with his substance abuse than anything else yeah, you know what i mean well, well hopefully they
2: that that stays in check but yeah. but obviously we always respect anything that that is a good deed in a in a world gone
1: wrong well, speaking of which... Sounds like a trailer for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, the next one is the same kind of uh, vibe here. Metallica has donated $100,000 toward wildfire relief efforts in California. The band made the donation through its All Within My Hands non-profit foundation, which was launched in 2017 to help creating sustainable communities by tackling the issues of hunger and workforce education and encouraging volunteerism.
2: Well, that is a lot of money, and that is definitely for a good cause, because that is... Is still
1: I don't know if they got it on the control yet. I um, mean it's still a big deal. Yeah, it's
2: Sorry, I thought there was a dog out there. Oh.
1: <laughs> Squirrel <laughs> Dog <laughs> Puppy
2: What?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Alright. Continuing on here, spinal tap will reunite for a 35th anniversary screening of the film This Is Spinal Tap at the 2019 Tribeca Film Festival. The band, which is comprised of Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shear, will also perform following the screening. They will be joined by This Is Spinal Tap director, co-writer, and star Rob Reiner for a conversation to follow.
2: I heard that Harry Shear actually released a... uh... A solo album. A solo album.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah, I think he. Re- I think he released it as Derek Smalls too. Yeah, I'm
2: pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure, dicks. I'm pretty sure if if you go onto the, uh, onto the Wikipedia page for
1: it, they actually list it under it, Derek Smalls, <laughs> <laughs> as the character. I love it. I think that's amazing. That's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the fact that the fact
2: that, that that the the joke, in and of itself, remains relevant 35 years later is amazing. Um, and I think that's just because of the fact that everyone feels a, a sort of, the people who get it feel a sort of connection to it. And
1: the thing is, it's not, it's not, it doesn't really just apply to musicians either. I mean, a spinal tap moment can happen anywhere yeah. in anything. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, getting lost under the stage can sound like like anything that that can happen to anybody, even you know, to people in a play.
1: You know, the the, the uh the stone hedge in, in danger of getting crushed by a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of mix up can happen anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that stuff happens. It's a spinal tap moment. Yeah. You know? So
2: so uh, spinal tap has become a, a a universal thing at this point. Alright, so let's go on to recording news which I believe have had a lot. Yeah
1: so. there's there's definitely a decent amount here. Here we go. Check this out. Slipknot's 2008 All uh, Hope is Gone will be reissued on December 7th. The 10th anniversary deluxe edition of the LP will feature reimagined artwork and a bonus disc containing an audio recording of the band's 2009 headlining concert at Madison Square Garden, which I'm pretty sure I was there for.
2: Really? I'm almost positive. I had no idea. I am almost positive I I haven't, I haven't seen Slipknot since, wow, I've only seen them once, and I think that was after the second album. Yeah,
1: well, th- I saw, I'm pretty sure that I that I was there at that show. Uh, I know Trivium opened up, it was, a day, it was after work, uh, when I was working in the city, so, yeah, I think it was.
2: You were just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? And
1: I was pretty <laughs> sure it was early on in 2009, because it was well before we even knew that we were having a kid.
2: Gotcha. You know? Yeah, why
1: not? <laughs> no, it was good. It was, a, you know, it's always a good show. And then the last time I saw Slipknot was when they released uh, Chapter Five. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: oh, you've seen them that recent? Wow. Yeah, yeah, they were here. I got tickets for free. Uh, oh, a friend shit. of mine had tickets, or he had a friend who had tickets, and I just met up with this person, and we went and saw the show. Damn. Yeah, and it was really good. I mean, it was because it was corn and Slipknot, so it was like. I was transported back to, like, 1999. Yeah, I was going to say. And it like, was so good. Uh, I was like,
2: did you just suddenly feel younger?
1: Uh, no, I felt old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I felt old as fuck up there. Because
2: you're looking around, and you're like, I'm the only person with a
1: beard around here. <laughs> it was like, man, those kids are young now. I, did, did I look like that when I was there? Are you, no. Are, are any of you old enough to shave? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be in bed? what the fuck alright anyway yes. Steel Panther entered the studio on this Tuesday November 13th to begin laying down tracks for their fifth album
2: No, that's that's I, that, How many?
1: I did not realize they had that many records
2: they've been around for a good little while
1: I never was a fan
2: I mean what I know of them has been okay eh. I mean I know Pat's a big fan of theirs and has seen them live a couple of times but I, I they're too tongue in cheek for me I mean, if I wanted to, if I wanted the band that was meant to be parodied, like a parody of a certain style, I kind of I kind of stick with like Psycho Stick and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think the 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 parody of the glam rock thing, you know, it's kind of a parody of itself. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. All right, Hell's Headbangers. Wow, that's a great name.
2: I think that's I think that's a label name. I'm oh. not sure.
1: Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that is a label name. Because it has set a December twenty first release date for a special mini album from Cult American Thrashers Blood Feast. Fittingly titled Chopped, Sliced and Diced. The mini album will be available on four formats regular twelve inch vinyl, shaped picture disc, shaped C D with bonus tracks, and cassette eh. tape. With the same bonus tracks.
2: Oh yeah, buddy, cassette tape.
1: Now I want to know what the definition of mini album is, because <laughs> that sounds like EP to me.
2: Mini album is probably five tracks.
1: That's like an EP. Yeah. Why can't oh, they just call I, it an EP? Uh, I, would, I
2: I I think what they would what they would say was an EP is more like three, and then mini CD is like five to six, and then album is like eight plus.
1: Yeah, it's, we go back to the days of like Rainbow, where an album was six tracks. But okay. one of those tracks was like 20 minutes long. Yeah, well, <laughs>
2: well Rainbow is awesome. So
1: <laughs> Rainbow can do what it wants. Yeah. Leave, leave them alone. <laughs> All right. Los Angeles-based post-metal group Dawn Fades will release its self-titled debut album on February 8, 2019 via Metal Assault Records. Right on. Swallow the Sun will release their new album When a Shadow is Forced Into the Light. That is a great album title. It sounds like something on Groundhog's Day. On January 25th, 2019, through Century Media Records. Well, only one month earlier, on December 21st, they will release a standalone 14-minute epic single track called Lumina Aurea, both digitally and as a 12-inch EP vinyl version.
2: It sounds like a, like a Final Fantasy move.
1: Right? 14-minute <laughs> epic. Love it. Limp Biscuit.
0: I put this one why? In
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> why, Daniel? Why? I'm sorry. Keep reading. Go ahead. Is preparing to enter the studio to begin recording its sixth studio album. Now, the main, why? The
2: main reason that I put this in here was: Did you see the video where um, what's his name, uh, Sh- uh, Shaggy Two Dope, almost kicked him? Kicked oh, up. Kicked him off the stage? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see the
1: video, but I heard about it.
2: Okay. Did did you? You, you you need to see the video because he land like he misses completely and just land and like, he just comes out try tries to drop kick misses completely and just fall and it's fucking hysterical.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> like gosh. He, like and
2: and he and he walks out with this swagger like I'm gonna kick this motherfucker and then just bam falls on the ground.
1: Oh,
2: oh my God! It's so fucking funny. <laughs>
1: but Limp Biscuit, Yes still a thing.
2: Oh. Okay,
1: Abath, uh. the solo project of former I
2: put this one specifically after Limp Biscuit to make us feel better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the solo project of former Immortal frontman Abath will enter Dub Studios in Norway to, on December 3rd to begin recording its second album, which will excite Pete. Yep when they make the vinyl copy of it. Of course. Ginger will release a new five-song EP, Micro, on January 11th, 2019, via Napalm Records.
2: There's your argument again. Five-song EP. hmm Five-song EP. So micro, so micro or mini CD and EP are the same thing. We'll call it that. Okay.
1: Mini album. I've never heard that. All right, anybody? CKY has released a cover of the Gigi Allen classic, Bite It, You Scum. The song is taken from the band's vinyl-only EP, Too Precious to Kill, which will be released in stores on Black Friday, November 23rd, which just recently passed. Oh, that's mm-hmm. also Record Store Day. Wow, that coincided really well.
2: Yeah, that that, that actually did, which is maybe not the wisest, but um, I did hear uh, this song, though, and it's, it's pretty good. Awesome. So. Malevolent,
1: ma, malevolent Creation... All right. has confirmed January 18, 2019 as a release date for the 13th Beast, which introduces a new lineup consisting of Phil Sincia, on drums, Josh Gibbs on bass, Phil Fasciana on guitar, and vocalist-guitarist Lee Wollenschlager, I'm just going to stick with that, who is previously from Throne of Nails and Imperial Empire. This will be the first album with Wollenschlager, following the death of previous frontman Brett Hoffman, who passed away on July 7th, 2018?
2: I don't know enough about the band,
1: really. Uh, but... Yeah, I got nothing. But I knew about this band. Apocalyptica has announced the much anticipated live recordings. Apocalyptica plays Metallica by Four Cellos, a live performance to be released as a two CD, one DVD digipack, as well as a digital album version on, on December 7th. The DVD delivers the band's full two hour concert at their renowned Finnish. Savon- Sav- Savonolia. Uh, okay. Opera festival in the uh, breathtaking scenery of uh, castle <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of some castle, some castle <laughs> in some Scandinavian country. Anyway, featuring previously unreleased Metallica covers, the accompanying CD digital and later vinyl formats present the band's slightly heavier rock flavor displayed at one of the band's three sold out shows at the iconic, Tavastia Club in Helsinki in September. This year's release will be followed by a lavish 3-LP, 1-DVD, and download code package dropping in 2019.
2: That sounds like a lot. But it sounds like they're going back to the um, <clears throat> all the way back to the original album, yeah. which got them notoriety in the first place.
1: Yeah, and the thing about that is is that they Their music is so much better, like outside of the covers. Yeah, like like they got notoriety because of the covers, but their music is actually really, really, really good outside of that too. I
2: picked up the album after, um, after that. Um, I don't remember the name of the album. Um, it's, might be Inquisition.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um,
2: but it does contain some covers. But there are. It's when they start doing some original material.
1: Yeah. the The first album I picked up that wasn't for cellos to play Metallica was uh, Worlds Collide, mm-hmm. and that's when they were, like they really hit their stride mm-hmm. as a um as a rock band because mm-hmm. you know they start getting guest vocalists to do songs and they had a lot of they had some like hits from yeah. it. Like they have uh, tracks with Corey Taylor, they have a yeah. the guy from Three Days Grace singing a track. Um, Till from Ramstein sing. They do a cover of uh, Heroes uh, in German. Mm, wow. With Till, which sounds amazing. Nice. Yeah, it's it's just they're really really good. And they're a phenomenal live act. Yeah,
2: I think I think for this for this they they went back to just doing the four cellos. Yeah.
1: So. It, it, it's really good. Alright, Born of Osiris will release its new album, The Simulation, on January 11th, 2019, via Sumerian Records. Cool. Riding Christ will release their new album, The Heretics, on February 15th, 2019, via Season of Mm Mist. Onslaught have entered their studio to begin recording their new album. Hell Yeah has confirmed that it will release its new album in 2019. The LP will mark the band's final effort with drummer Vinnie Paul Abbott, who passed away in June.
2: Did they say that they recorded the things already, or they? I have
1: a I have a feeling that when he passed away, they already talked about that. I think all of his parts were taken care of prior to his passing. I
2: wonder if that's what they always did. Like, like if if, if the if the project for the most part was his baby. I wonder if like you know he had such a hand in the writing process that they always just threw down the drum tracks. First. I also think
1: he was he was producing most of this their oh. own stuff too. So if anything, he probably took care of his his own stuff. And then the, what was left was probably just like overdubs and vocals. Gotcha. You know? Especially considering that the other guys probably had stuff going on, too. Yeah. All right. Sisters of Suffocation will release their second studio album, Humans Are Broken, on March 1st, 2019, via Napalm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Last but not least, here for some recording news, Rhapsody of Fire will release their new album, The Eighth Mountain, of February 22nd, 2019. The disc will be the band's first collection of brand new material to feature vocalist uh, Giacomo Voli and drummer Manu Aladar, who joined Rhapsody of Fire in 2016.
2: Now, this one confused me because I thought that... Um, I thought that the the band... I know that the band split up years ago. Like, they split from... It was Rhapsody into Rhapsody of Fire, and then it was Rhapsody of Fire and Luca Torilli's Rhapsody, because Luca Torilli left the band to form his own formation of it. I thought... Last I heard that they were doing a Reuniting of all of them Like the original, the original set And then doing a final shtick Right But I guess not I guess Because I know that Fabio uh, The original vocalist left already Left Rhapsody of Fire uh, And he's already joined a new band um, But I guess Rhapsody of Fire is continuing on And they're just doing their own thing now There's no, there's no finality in sight yeah. I thought they were, they were finishing up But I was wrong
1: so. All right. Moving on.
2: So next up we have concert news and uh looks like there's still no uh, no really big festival news. Uh but let's talk about some touring.
1: This one, this one, this one. Seven Dust will join forces with Tremonti, Kane Hill, Lullwater and Kira for a US tour in February. The tour will begin in Houston on February 1st and end in San Antonio on March 3rd.
2: Woo! So, so they start in Texas and end in Texas.
1: No better way to start and end.
2: Yeah. And uh, I think I th- think it's the Alamo City. No, it, it might be Vibes, which is Rockbox. Yeah. But um, I missed them last time they came around. They I kinda, came
1: here last year for, for New Year's Eve. They did,
2: which bad timing to go to for like I, I won't go to a show on New Year's Eve so bad timing for me personally but um, I would like to see seven dust again the last time I saw them was um, that acoustic show, the right? acoustic show and that was fucking phenomenal every time that I see them they're always oh, good yeah that, every time I've seen them I, I've seen them like three times I think total
1: uh, I've seen them a, a a good handful of times yeah. we might be pushing like almost double digits oh really I, yeah, I've seen them a lot. Like yeah. anytime they came to town, I saw them when um, I was in, when we were in New York.
2: Well, they, they they are coming back around,
1: so yeah, they're always 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 good. Uh-huh. We saw them at the um, what was that place called on Long Island? Don't look at me. The Vanderbilt.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We saw yeah, them yeah. at the Vanderbilt. Yeah, that was that, that was, was, that, a was great first, show. that was that was the first time I saw them. Uh, we were front row for that. Yes, we were. We were, we were right up at the gate for yep, that.
1: That was a good one. Same thing with uh, Static X, too.
2: Yeah. Static X I ended up going to the back for, and that's where I started my love affair with the the back of the, <laughs> uh, the venues. <laughs> and then I'll just stay back here. You guys go have fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting crushed by people, yeah, not good. What's the
2: smell, good. man? That's a lot of blood I smell. Actually, that, that happened at uh, Andrew WK.
1: Oh, remember my one my mom and buddy who was crowd surfing? it uh, dropped on his head. No, I don't remember. Oh, that, dude,
2: but, but it does sound like something that. Would yeah, happen.
1: that that this guy really, literally fell on his head. He ended up going like to the hospital, and he came back with like a big bandage on his head.
2: <laughs> we we um we saw Andrew WK play at Club Loaded, Revolution as it was called at one time. This is back on Long Island, and. Um, <clears throat> This is when Andrew WK didn't have a band, he had backing tracks and uh-huh. he just sang and oh, yeah, played piano, and so so what ended up happening was um, the piano was the keyboard was set up in the middle, and he comes out on stage, and the audience rushes the stage, but as soon as they do that, like everyone's getting up there, and suddenly the scent fills the air, and it's like holy crap, that is someone's bleeding. <laughs> Someone's bleeding hard because I can smell the iron in the blood. Like, like, damn, like it was, it was strong. So, so, so someone just started to, <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> bloodletting, bloodletting, just just for for Angie to be kind of like Oh my god, just <laughs> just bring out a chainsaw, cut off an arm. But, like, it was, it was, like, almost immediate. Like, damn, what just happened?
1: Yeah. All right. Hashtag no San Antonio date. Candlebox will be kicking off a tour February 10th at the Pageant in St. Louis. And will perform several shows throughout spring and summer, hitting major U.S. markets along the way, including Detroit at the Fillmore on February 16th, and back-to-back performances in New York at the Paramount Theater on April 26th, and Irving Plaza April 27th. Playing their entire debut album at select shows, which includes "Far Behind" and a couple other tracks. Yeah. So that'd be a cool show to
2: see. I yep. never got to see Candlebox, and I like them. So
1: yeah, they're always they're one of the more fun ones from that time. Yeah. All right, hashtag No San Antonio date. Swedish Deathsters? deathsters uh, hypocrisy, uh, and a an Italian symphonic metal metalers. Death death, wait, meddlers. death metalers. Uh, Flesh God Apocalypse will return to North America for the death is just the beginning co-headlining tour in March and April 2019. Joining them will be the progressive extreme metal band Animus. Uh, Tour will start in LA on March 15th and end in Oakland on uh, April
2: 15th. I just need to see some real quick. Okay, there's one one, uh, I didn't include in here. I don't remember who it was, but it goes back to... um the amount of ball licking that set does. mouth does uh-huh. because most of the article, like there was three paragraphs of, of like, just like, yeah, so much of that. <laughs> and And it was, it was worded so dramatically. And I was like, Holy crap. Just say the dude's going to make an album. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs>
1: Uh, that, that, you see, you see the problems I have with some of these articles—the cutting and pacing and, like, and, and editing I have. And, to and, do. and
2: I'm sitting there looking at it like, like I don't—I'm I, too lazy right now to write out this information, so I skipped over it. But I was just like, this is such nonsense journalism.
1: Well, that's what Bladder Mouth is good for and I think they oh know it too because like God. some of them go way out of their way it was, it was bad like, like, like wow I think someone like I said they, <laughs> I think they, they understand what they're doing and they just go over above and beyond what they should it, have it, it
2: was one of those things that was, was like at first there was nothing but then suddenly there was light it and came, then it came to be that this artist decided to release their third album and all was well
1: with the world, and I was like, You fucking serious? are you fucking serious yeah there there <laughs> yeah there there's some stuff I love, reading it is hilarious
2: and it's like it, it's funny, but like not because like it's it's supposed to be a legitimate site and and we use it to cite a lot of the information that we do um and it's like holy crap <laughs> <laughs> like like who
1: sponsors you? Because they should be sponsoring us. It's like, do you get paid by the word? Like what is going on?
2: Hell, oh man, just just oh just picking picking hairs from your tongue. Holy crap.
1: Yep. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. We're carrying on. We're carrying <laughs> We're on. We're
2: carrying on.
1: All right. Hashtag no San Antonio Date. Coed and Cambria has announced new US headline tour. The Winter Trek, which kicks off on February 5th in Norfolk, uh, Virginia, features support from Foxing and Maps and Atlases on select dates.
2: I would kind of like to see that. I, I kind of want to see Coheed and Cambria live one day.
1: You know what? I was not into Coheed and Cambria until I saw them live. Mm-hmm. Like They were just kind of like a passing thing. Like Maybe yeah. I listened to like a track or two. Yeah. But then they opened up for Iron Maiden yeah. in 2011. And I had no interest in seeing them because I, really, I didn't really care for them. And so we were outside, we were having a beer, um, and all of a sudden I hear Heaven and Hell, the song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I guess they're done, they're playing Heaven and Hell, we might as well get, go get ready and get our, our area, because we have four tickets to see Iron Maiden. But no, it was still Cohen and Cambria, fucking owning, owning Heaven and Hell. So good, and from there on, I just watched the rest of the show. I was like, "Wow, these guys are actually fucking incredible." Yeah,
2: they they, they are good. I, I've I've uh, I've heard them cover the Trooper. Obviously, they wouldn't cover that on Amazing no, Tour, yeah, yeah. but I've heard them cover the Trooper before, which has been pretty awesome. Um, they, they're the songs that I know from them are pretty good, and one of their songs was actually the um, the theme song for NXT for a while. Oh, okay. So I, I keep hearing it over and over, and I'm like, "Man, this is good fucking riff."
1: You know, and they're actually a really good band. And like they're they, I'm just surprised that I'm taking so long to get into them because they are high concept. Yeah, like all their albums are connected and, by and, something.
2: And that's usually so. That's usually something up your alley.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So like, like for my birthday, I think a year or two ago, uh, Pete gave me uh, a gift card to CD Exchange, and of course, I tried to find some of the cheapest stuff I can get so I can get more of it. And I was able to find like three. Cody and Cambria records within my price range. Nice. And nice. I, I bought all three of them. So
2: nice.
1: Alright, next up here, Cannibal Corpse and Morbid Angel will join forces for the first time ever in America to co headline the two thousand nineteen Decibel Magazine Tour. Uh, rising Bay Area Brutalizers Necrot and space-obsessed Denver Death m- Dealers. I, didn't, oh, I, wow. I did not Wow, that see is that. great. Blood Incantation round out the bill. New York death metal icons Immolation will join the final week of the tour as main support to Morbid Angel as Cannibal Corpse exits the tour after the New York City date. Tour begins February 17th in San Antonio at Alamo City Music Hall. That's going to be rough to listen to there.
2: Um... It depends on if they do it right because again, sometimes Alamo City can get the sound right, yeah, but um, I would hope that they would be able to pull out the stops for that show
1: i I would hope so, but it's just the abrasiveness of the sound and the <clears throat> muddiness of the Alamo City music hall in general yeah i i, I don't see that as a good mix
2: um but I just wanted to say with this the 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 death dealers thing and the death metal icons I remember a joke from the critic um and they were talking about I think it was there's a particular tabloid that was being written, and it's like this is the words you have to include in every single headline nude bathtub mayor <laughs> <laughs> and it's like here's an example it's like and like the there' are all these like really just bullshit words that like he he includes, and like that's what I'm thinking of this like there's there's like a board somewhere like it's it's like the episode of um it's like the episode of South Park with Family Guy and the and the um, the beach balls.
1: I don't think I saw it. Okay, well, you don't whole... need to go into the description. Just there's a
2: there's a, there's a whole episode. Uh, of...
1: Oh oh oh, where they just kind of bounce a beach ball and it makes a Family Guy episode. Yeah. Okay, I and think it, I heard and, about and, that and one. And
2: they yeah. and they put like basically three words together and they make a joke out of it. And that's what they do. They their writers are these manatees that are just pushing balls around and making making references. And that's what this basically does. It's yeah. Like it's like icon death deal
1: <laughs> symphonic female fronted deathster. You know? <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Oh, this is a bummer. Hashtag no San Antonio date. Wah-wah. Clutch have announced the first batch of their 2019 tour dates for February and March in support of their newest effort, Book of Bad Decisions. I could have just wrote one earlier. The, bo- the tour begins February 19th in Columbia, South Carolina and ends March 19th at Irving Plaza in New York. In New York? Mentioned- Irving Plaza is still a thing. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like kind of interesting. Like, um... You look at you look at tours, like you think February February nineteenth through March nineteenth, that's not very much. And then you like you look at the, the the tour poster and you realize there are a lot of days in there. Like, I always think tours are like super long and like, like Yeah, the thing
1: is like for guys who actually like kinda of like take care of themselves like their voices and stuff like that they can probably pack in in that 130 day span about 15 shows 15, at 15 20 shows and and and
2: it, but like on on paper like on the board like or on the tour bill it looks to be a lot bigger you know i always think like a month that's not a long tour at all but then it looks so much more but
1: then you also think about it in, in in comparison to like you know Tours that other bands going on like that last three years, but they only play maybe a hundred dates in those three years. Yeah, you know, like Kiss's farewell tour is going to take three years to do, but how many shows are they going to play in that time? Yeah, you know, three years is a lot. I think, of days. I, I think
2: they said the same thing about um, Deep Purple. Deep Purple's be doing their final their final tour right now, and they're you know, I think. Um, Roger Glover was like, yeah, this might be up to three years, you know, and this this could last a good long time. Yeah, like, we're
1: only going to play like 100 dates, but yeah. like, spread out.
2: <laughs> like, it, it could, it could, it could last.
1: Like, like it's not like, when you look at, um when you look at something as famous as the uh, the Metallica tour that they went on right after Blackout, that was like a three year tour, but when you look at the tour dates, they played like hundreds of shows yeah. in those three years, hundreds of shows you look at some other three year things that they might play like 100 shows in one year 100 shows this year 100 shows like we're talking hundreds
2: yeah, of I, shows yeah i think even like like the elton john uh closing tour is going to be three years long but how many shows is he going to play at a yeah. time, and especially you know at a person you know he's he's an advancing he's, age, an advancing say age. I, I I don't know how old he is necessarily. I think he's,
1: I think he's approaching seventies.
2: Yeah, so he, he's got to have that time to to really recover, re, like, store up his voice and everything. So uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to 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 spread it out as much as possible, but yeah, it, it it's it's also it's
1: also a matter of some of these bands who. Who make their money touring, to jam as many shows as you possibly can in this tour, and this tour might end in March, but they might jump on another tour in April. Yeah, exactly. You know,
2: exactly. Uh, It just, it just, it was one of those things that, like, just looking at it surprised me. I was like, that, that actually is a lot of dates.
1: Yeah. Alright, last but not least here for some touring information is Epica have announced a select number of exclusive shows in support of the 10th anniversary of their album Design Your Universe. The band will return to a number of venues they played while touring on the album back in 2009-2010. I
2: think what I saw of it, there was five shows they're doing. They're doing just five.
1: Wow. But
2: still, they're playing. I think they're playing the album like in its entirety or something.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. That makes sense. Alright, we got one-offs. Foo Fighters and Metallica are among the all-star casting musicians who will honor the memory of the late Chris Cornell with a special tribute performance at the Forum in Los Angeles, California. Build, uh, Los Angeles, California. Period. Build as I Am the Highway, a tribute to Chris Cornell. The event will also feature appearances by Cornell's former bandmates in Soundgarden, Audio Slave, and Temple of the Dog, as well as Ryan Adams.
2: I like Ryan Adams
1: actually. Ryan Adams, I remember. Uh, this we're probably talking like five years ago, there was a, a fan-filmed video of him doing an acoustic cover of Holy Diver. That was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Speaking of covers of Dio songs, have you seen the sad clown doing Rainbow in the Dark? No. YouTube that shit. Okay. It's phenomenal, because it's a sad clown, and a guy playing acoustic guitar, he does this just melancholy version of Rainbow in the Dark, and it's like... It's heart-wrenching, because <laughs> it's a sad fucking clown. <laughs> <I don't...
2: laughs> what the fuck is that? A
1: sad violin. Oh my god! But no, you have to check it out. I, it's really, really good. And it, I don't know, like where he is. Like he's—he looks like he's in like a like a green room somewhere. Like he's about to perform, and he's just singing to the camera, and. It, oh my god it's ridiculous so good gotcha. you just gotta check it out alright all right.
2: alright so next up is Heavy Metal in the charts yes sir and I think you said we're gonna do hard rock albums first yeah and we'll then... go through the
1: one and then we'll just scan through the top uh, 200 okay alright so alright number 25 All the Right Reasons by Nickelback um, that went that went down that didn't? went down a lot actually I think well last week we haven't done this in what three weeks uh, two. two two weeks uh, last time they were at twenty two. So okay, they've so, been a little low in okay. the rankings. But I think this is because there's a couple new albums in here. Gotcha. That we'll get to. All okay. right. Number twenty four is Led Zeppelin Four. Okay. Number twenty three is Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. Uh number twenty two is uh Meteora by Linkin Park. Okay. Antennas to Hell. It's a release by Slipknot. There's a re entry at number twenty one. What is that? I'm not sure what that is. I want to say a live album. I would assume so. Maybe? That's that's I have no information on this whatsoever. Well, it...
2: I I know that they just released um they just released a new video, so I'm sure this is in response to that.
1: Yeah, it says it's been on the chart for 12 weeks. It's a re-entry. And it's peaked at number 2 on this chart.
2: So it probably is a live thing cuz it's definitely not an album. Because they're working on
1: album six. Yeah, and they haven't released any. I I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that in a little bit. We'll find that out in a minute. All right, number 20 is uh, Three Doors Down, The Greatest Hits. Okay. Number 19 is Foo Fighters, The Greatest Hits. Mm -hmm. Here's an interesting one. Number 18 is Queen, Night at the Opera. Because of the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. Number 17 is And Justice for None by Five Finger Death Punch. Number 16 is Hyper Theory Lincoln Linkin Park. Number 15 is Bon Jovi's Greatest Hits The Ultimate Collection. <laughs> Ultimate. Ultimate. Number 14 is And Justice for All Metallica. Okay. Number 13 Mothership Led Zeppelin. Number 12 is A Decade of Destruction Five Finger Death Punch. Casual 6. Number 11 is Back in Black ACDC. Number 10 is Black Album by Metallica. Number 9 is Black... Se- no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> number 9 is a re-entry of uh, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Really? Not on the chart last week. Really? Yeah. It's all
2: the way up to number 9?
1: Yep. I Really? Yeah.
2: That's that's, a,
1: that's that's quite a jump for Yeah, no, from not no, being on the chart last week to jumping back for, on it. For no significant news. Right. That's, that's that's impressive. Yeah. All right, here we go. Number eight is the new album from All That Remains, Victim of the New Disease. Okay. Number seven is Greta Van Fleet, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. It's, you know, it's funny. Um,
2: there's a thing from, I think, R- Roger Glover of Deep Purple, who was talking about Greta Van Fleet, and you're saying how... Bands like them and rival sons could have been huge in the seventies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because they had the sound. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think similarly, um, there was a, a meme uh, of like how can you piss off an entire fan base in one sentence? Since like Greta Van Fleet is is pretty much it's um, what's that word? Um, that word that's you know. They 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 derive too much from from their influences, like basically they're saying they're unoriginal.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: I was like, how how can you piss off an entire fan base in <laughs> one sentence? <clears throat> Un uninspired and unoriginal.
1: All right here's a here's an interesting one. Uh, number six, it says new mm-hmm. here, Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix.
2: Yeah, they just released the the special edition. Oh, of is it. that what it is? Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. And I think we I think we talked about that recently. All right holy hell holy oh that's funny because the next album is a new release by architects called holy hell (laughs) (laughs) that was not on purpose (laughs) that's great alright that was at number five number four is uh, disturbed evolution and number three the next three are all Dan because number three is greatest hits one two and three the platinum collection by Queen sweet deal. number two is greatest hits by Queen Number one is Bohemian Rhapsody, the soundtrack, by Queen. All right, all right, all right! (laughs) One, two, three, punch right there. Oh, man! It's over 9,000! Hell yeah! Eat a dick, everybody (laughs) else. That
2: that is right. Oh, man. Yes!
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Good deal. All right. That's four Queen albums on there. Yes, sir. And one is actually an album, not just the greatest hits. They have two greatest hits and a soundtrack, which is pretty much their greatest hits. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. That makes me happy. That's amazing. Makes my heart very happy.
1: All right. Well, here we go. Let's let's just scan through the top 200, all right? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Scrolling. Here's a re-entry. Not on the charts last week. On the chart at number six this week. Mm Mm-hmm. The White Album by the Beatles. What? Right. What? What? <laughs> right. What? <laughs> what? I told you there was a surprise right off the bat.
0: What? <laughs> wait, wait.
1: Did it? Did, did it turn 40, 50, Actually, I, I, 70? Think, I think, I think, I think, I saw something. I don't. I didn't read the article. I think I saw something that there is some kind of reissue happening where there's a bunch of unreleased tracks where they are saying that these released tracks are so good that the, the album should have been a triple album instead of a double album.
2: Damn. So I don't know.
1: But a re-entry. Okay. okay. Back on the charts after not being on last that week. At number six. Number six. The White Album. God by the Beatles. Damn. Number seven is Bohemian Rhapsody, the soundtrack by Queen. God damn. Yeah. Muse has released a new album. Uh, called Simulation Theory, and that debuts at number 12. That's cool. Yes, it does. We might be... Oh, wait. Greatest Hits by Queen at number 48 last week is up to number 19 this week. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. That makes sense. All right. Now we're probably getting into... Uh, yeah, now we're getting into... Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Number 35. Down from nine last week is Greatest Hits 1, 2, and 3, The Platinum Collection by Queen. Queen ruling the top 40 here. Yeah, really ruling it alright now we're probably going to get we're going to get to that time of year well there it is yep. number 46 Liberian Orchestra nope Pentatonics. oh okay <laughs> it's either that or Transliberian Orchestra <laughs> seriously <laughs> but now that this is officially after Thanksgiving we're probably going to hear a lot of Transliberian Orchestra yeah I'm
2: going to hear a lot of Carol Bells and I'm fucking excited for it
1: alright now now we're just getting to the scrolling part there's a Pentatonix Christmas that's uh, number 72 Oh, here we go. Disturbed Evolution is uh, d- down to 74 from 62. Still in the top 100. Okay. John Elton John, his uh, collection called Diamonds is at 83, holding there. Okay. Huh? Just holding there. Oh, That's... that band Architects who released the album Holy Hell, they debut at number 89 on the top 200.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's one of the ones that, unfortunately, had a, a recent tragedy, too. Architects? Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure about that. I, I, well, I, 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 the, a few a few months ago. Uh, I know they, they're like Architects UK or something like that.
1: Uh, maybe. Uh, I, they're just I, I called actually, Architects. I don't know. Well, here, Electric Ladyland is listed as a re-entry, not a new album. Mm. So, anyway, that has uh, re-entered or is new, whatever, at number 92 of okay. the top 200 which means that it may appear twice. Possibly. Mm. Anthem of the Peaceful Army by Greta Van Fleet fell from 69 to 101, just outside the top 100. Mariah Carey Christmas is a re-entry at 102.
2: Thanks, I really (laughs) needed to know that.
1: (laughs) Apparently, Train has enough songs for a Greatest Hits record because it's a new Greatest Hits record that debuts at 105. That just
2: drops a Jupiter six times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Or that other song that they did? That That one other song? That one other song? That one other song. Journey's Greatest Hits is at 112. Uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors is at 115. Always in the top 100, or close to the top 100 with that one. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, 122. Essential Billy Joel, 126. Thriller. Remember, that guy can dance. Yeah. You know, rehashing old jokes here you, <laughs>
2: wow <laughs> hashtag bringing it back hey
1: we're about to celebrate our 100th hundredth episode we gotta bring back some of the old jokes like my
2: name's jeff dude don't don't be saying that because i had the button right here
1: right yeah. where
0: my name's jeff
1: <laughs> that was a bad bad day um, it's, Actually, it was one of our best recordings ever. It,
2: it took us it took us about forty five minutes to record about ten minutes worth of
1: footage. <laughs> just for just because of that, <laughs> almost
2: almost as bad as uh, almost as bad as uh, the table. Oh God, <laughs> or beehole. hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 we're coming up on our clip episode, by the way. <laughs> Seriously,
0: there's a joke there. I'm working on it.
1: All right, so let's continue with our Christmas list here because we got the Vince Giraldi Trio, which is the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack. That's Christmas to me by the Pentatonics is at 150.
2: Did did Pentatonics do anything else besides Christmas? I don't know. Because it seems like that's what they did.
1: All right, well, All That Remains, their new record, Victim of the New Disease, debuts at number 154. Okay. So next week it will not be there. Yep. A re-entry in the top 200 by... Appetite for Destruction at 161. Not surprising. Here's an interesting one. Beatles. Abbey Road is at 164.
2: I'm not surprised now that you've mentioned the White Album being at number what? Right, not? I was
1: just thinking of the of the Hard Rock. This is not a Hard Rock album. That's why I was I was confused for a hot second there. Yeah. That's my bad. But still. Yeah. Black Album is number 172, down from 152. Eagles' Greatest Hits, blah, blah, blah.
2: Fucking hate the Eagles, man.
1: Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band, 181. Black Back in Black is at 184. It's never going to go away. Beatles 1 is at 185. Okay. Man, the Beatles just suddenly had a. Uptick. Yeah, they had a, like an uptick all of a sudden. It's like, did somebody die? The, no, he's thing. still alive. Think, think, thankfully. Chili Peppers, greatest hits at 193. All time greatest hits by Leonard Skinner is at 198. Bing Crosby, one ninety nine, because it's Christmas. (laughs) Little Drummer Boy, one song. All right, and that's it. So, okay, so that was a... It's going to be interesting, because the next time we record our podcast is going to be on... It's going to be New Year's Eve, pretty much. Yeah, I think we're releasing it on New, new Year's Eve, Eve, so we're recording yeah. it on January 30th.
2: Yeah, we're, for the, for, we're, we're pretty much taking, taking off for the next few weeks, and then we're going to be recording just before the new year for episode 99, so we can start the new year with episode, episode 100. 100, our clip episode. Yeah, all right. Everybody loves clip episodes. Yep. <laughs> the episode where I get to sit there and
1: not talk the entire time, and just sit there and... We need to have Pete here for that, because we just yeah. need a second voice. We do. You know, because we also, we've been talking about this episode for a long time. It took us a long time to get to 100. We do. Because of our hiatuses and...
2: And 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 other such random things. Yeah. So, um, so let's go on to our topic of discussion for the week. And it was something that we came up with, um... Spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. We were originally going to do, uh, top 10 albums for, uh, top 10 heavy metal albums for a rainy day. Uh, unfortunately, I'd say about 70% of the list we were unfamiliar with. There was some catatonia on there, discouraged ones. Um, World Coming Down by Type of Negative was on there. and um, Something by Opeth. Yourself. Opeth by Opeth Damnation. Uh, Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like that like that album makes me think about a like a rainy windowsill.
1: That's that's I think, yeah. the, I think the album cover is a rainy windowsill. Yeah, yeah, and the first song is called Windowpane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it,
2: it, it, it's it's made to be. It, it, it's a John Cusack movie. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> God damn it, John Cusack in the rain. God damn it. So,
2: so yeah, let's go on. To the one that we picked for this Because it's going to encompass Christmas Which the next time we do this It will be after Christmas Yeah, so this is so, our
1: last episode before Christmas So if you have any friends who are metalheads This is 15 holiday gift ideas for Headbangers A list by Loudwire Alright, first li- thing on the list here is Heavy Duty, Days and Nights in Judas Priest by K.K. Downing Is this a solo album? it's not an album it's a book it's a tell-all book of his of earlier oh he released it earlier this year and it's a must read it says um starts with his childhood and how he discovered metal and details his 40 year career with Judas Priest good Oh, wait. It, said, it sheds light on some of, his, of the band's financial struggles, why he left, and spills all of the hot tea you could imagine.
2: I was going to say, because explains why he, he's been in the news as much. He's yeah. probably been doing a lot of interviews for
1: the book. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright, so that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. This one I love. Mm-hmm. Pantera Christmas Sweaters. And my favorite one is the one they have right in the middle because it's big, it's red, it has a Cowboys from Hell logo on it, and instead of fucking hostile, it says fucking Christmas. <laughs> Dude, it is glorious. <laughs>
2: and, and And it's not like an ugly sweater kind of thing, it is a. It actually is a thing of beauty.
1: Yeah, it looks yeah. amazing. It
2: does look pretty good. Yeah. So.
1: Now you can get them. It, they, there's links to everything, so the loud. <laughs> we'll probably post the loudwire thing.
2: We will post the loudwire. But uh, it's at the
1: thepanterastore.com. You can get these amazing sweater that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome.
2: And 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 by the time this comes out, it will be Cyber Monday, so that is your go time to go it. do
1: it. All right. Next one up is pretty cool. It's a signed scott ian action figure it's awesome he will not only be selling a posable action figure on his website but he will be signing the box as well the figure is an authentic eight inch replica of of uh, scott ian complete with his tattoos and all as a bonus it even comes with scott ian's walking dead appearance zombie head
2: is it let me see is there a picture of it that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not like a G.I. Joe or something like no, that. No, the
1: level of detail on it is actually yeah, really amazing. It, 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 like the,
2: the, the ones that, that – that, it looks like kind of like the Metallica ones that came out years
1: ago. Yeah. Yeah, like those, those were – But this one's posable. Mm, really? So not, yeah, that's what you can, it says. You can, you can move it around yeah. and all. So it is kind of like a G.I. Joe. Yeah, but it doesn't have the joints in it like, uh, like a G.I. Joe does. At least it God. doesn't look like it. But then again, you can't really see it past the cargo shorts. So. <laughs> but again, it comes with that interchangeable head from his appearance on The Walking Dead. So he has a Scott Ian zombie head. <laughs> nice. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, I saw this on Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Iron Maiden, the studio collection remastered. Oh. All right. So in oh. 2000, let me read this. Let me read this. In 2015 Iron Maiden remastered their catalog for the second time in their career. However, it was only available via iTunes. Now, the band is releasing all 16 of their studio albums in a series of box set collections. The first set of the studio collection remastered, which is out now, will include Iron Maiden, Killers, The Number of the Beast, and Peace of Mind. You can either purchase the standard or collector's box edition, which will include The Number of the Beast, Eddie, Figurine, and Patch. Unfortunately, you have to wait until the new year for the next stop, next set to drop. But this is a great way to help your friends get their collection started.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would just, you know, if, if this is for me, and if if that was like in stores, I'd totally be like. <laughs> like I'll get take out that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw this on Amazon earlier today when I was scrolling through. It. it was like, holy shit, what is that? Yeah, that's
2: amazing. Oh, all
1: right. Next up here is uh, Alan Robert. Uh, he's released a book called "The Beauty of Horror: Ghosts of Christmas Coloring Book." All right, it's not your mama's coloring book. I love these something. Oh, this is, this is a life of agony. Bassists. Uh, Alan Robert It's adult coloring book series Puts a twist on Christmas That's so dark It makes Tim Burton Look like Santa Claus This morbid morbid take on childhood Is not only perfect For the macabre spirit In your life But also For those who just need To chill out Lindsay Buy that for Will (laughs) Actually Psychologists (laughs) suggest That coloring is a Stress relieving activity Since the holidays Are the most stressful Time of year This is a gift That keeps on giving he likes macabre. He certainly does. I mean, that's right up his alley. Look at oh, that Oh, yeah.
2: Totally buying that. <laughs> that's a good idea. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, see? here's one. Here's one. Here's one. And I'm probably going to end up getting it for dad. Valhalla Java. Odin Force Blend Coffee. <laughs> Give your loved ones a gift that keeps giving the nectar of the gods. Okay. You can never go wrong with Death Wish Coffee, which is true. I have regular Death Wish Coffee at home and it's amazing. The brand has everything from fresh grounds to K cups and even an aged pumpkin flavor for the basic pumpkin spice lovers in your life.
2: You basic bitches.
1: If you really want to get something awesome for your metal pals, Zach Wilde's own Valhalla Java Odin Force blend is the way to go. Dad has tried this before. He said it's really good. You can even get it in Death Cups for the Rocker on the Go. <laughs> So that would be something that I'd probably purchase for dad again. Oh, here we go. What is this?
2: You know he listens to the podcast. You just ruined Christmas. You're dick.
1: I ruin Christmas for myself all the time. Get over it. All right. Number uh oh, there's no number here actually. The next one up is called Chuck Billy Vape Pens. Wow. He what uh, what wh- what? All right, here we go. Back in 2015, Chuck Billy, a wild old Chuck Billy, appeared and capitalized on the can of business with the Chief vape pen, which was distributed by Lord Vapor. Now, Billy and Lord Vapor have expanded the series, releasing the Tomahawk, a standard vape pen; the War Drum, interchangeable with flower or concentrates; and the Dreamcatcher for wax and dabs. I have no idea what they're talking about here. If you're hmm. looking to get something from the, the Thrash Metal Stoner in your life, for the Thrash Metal Stoner in your life, this will be sure to make their entire holiday. And if you happen to have a friend who loves Testament, but isn't so much into the weed, Billy also launched the Chief of Thrash merch, which includes branded mouse pads, phone cases, drawstring bags, and more.
2: They're, they're literally telling you to buy weed. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, some places it's legal. And this is, this is vapes. These aren't, like, regular pipes. So. Okay.
2: I just, want, I just want to make sure that that's that's what they're, they're yeah, referring is, to. Yeah. Like this isn't just like actual vape liquid. This is something that is more cannabis based. Yes. Okay.
1: That's pretty cool. All right, here we go. This is interesting. Guar ejuice. What? Guar ejuice for a bunch of ancient aliens who spent majority of their lives trapped under ice in Antarctica. Guar never skip a beat when it comes to what's trending. This is, this is actually going to be vape juice, I think. Back in 2014, the band teamed up with Mount Baker Vapor to release their own signature series of e-juice. The product has been doing well as the vape craze sweeps America, so naturally it is still available through various vape oil distributors. So if you're scratching ahead your head as to what to get your metalhead friend who loves to vape, maybe grab them a bottle of Immortal Corruptor or Gizmo Goblin. Globin. Gizmo Globin.
2: Did you ever see the video of uh, of Guar when they invaded Billboard? No. Oh, it's actually quite funny. It's them trying to buy out like like a spot on on the Billboard charts. Oh. <laughs>
1: That's funny. It's it's actually a very very funny video. Oh, this one's hilarious. King Diamond, no presents for Christmas, picture disc. While everyone else is listening to Bing Crosby and Kenny G during the holiday season, we've got King Diamond. No presents for Christmas on repeat. Certain to scare away your judgmental and noisy nosy relatives during the festivities. If you know someone who needs this album in their life, Indie Merch Store has the, got them covered with this sick picture disc. Because it's King Diamond. Oh, shit. Yeah, buddy. That's,
2: that's, that's pretty wild. <laughs> yes, sir. Definitely take a look at that one. No uh, presents
1: for Christmas. King
2: Diamond. Definitely take a look at that one when you post the link, folks.
1: Okay, next up is Killstar X Rob Zombie Merch. Mm-hmm. If you're shopping for the living dead girl in your life, take a peep at Killstar's Rob Zombie collection, which features over 50 unique and fabulous clothing items and accessories. From Rob Zombie pentagram harness dresses and body suits to backpacks, purses, and chokers, they have a little something for everyone. Hell, you can even buy a whole Rob Zombie branded outfit complete with socks and pants. And if there isn't a metal goddess on your gift list this year, there are even plenty of rad men's clothing like sweaters and hoodies to choose from. Right on. Yes, sir. Oh, here we go. Metal Blade Christmas Tree Ornaments. Deck the halls with gore and Satan. Even if you're shopping for someone who doesn't have a Christmas tree, this Metal Blade Ornament is a pretty rad collector's item that can be hung anywhere. You have not one but two options to choose from. There's a Christmas Massacre Christmas Ornament for those who like it bloody. And the Joy Joy to the World Christmas Ornament for those who prefer something a little less graphic, but equally evil. Hell, for 11 99 each, just get them both so you can be greedy and take one for yourself. Shit.
2: Uh, since we just got a tree, we, yeah. we could totally use a nice ornament like that. But then again, we have a cat who
1: is a dick. So <laughs> We will be careful about that. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. All right. Fortunately enough, when we post this link, you can get links to all of these things. Where are you going to get them from? All right, here we go. Ghoul's Brain Jerk Hot Sauce. Tough shit. Ghoul teamed up with Hella Hot Sauce for a flaming sauce of their own. According to the description, Brain Jerk is inspired by Portuguese Piri uh, piri, piri Sauce. The ingredients list uh, various citrus, hot peppers, and chipotle, among other ingredients. So one can assume the sauce is just as tangy and smoky as it is hellishly hot. So if there's a hot sauce loving Hesher in your life, you know what to get them.
2: That does sound pretty
1: badass. It does. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. Marshall, Stanmore 2, wireless Wi-Fi multi-room smart speaker with Amazon Alexa voice control built in. Oh, shit. (laughs) Amazon's Alexa was all the rage last holiday season, but her speakers were of poor sonic quality now. Marshall has released a wireless Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi speaker with Alexa already built in. So you don't have to worry about running out and buying separate speakers in addition to the unit. If even if you know somebody who already has an Alexa, you can't go wrong with this two for one upgrade. Taking into consideration Marshall's revolutionary sound, it's safe to say that you'll be able to rock out to your favorite albums with crystal crystal clear clarity. And it looks like a Marshall combo amp. That's fucking amazing. Yes, it is.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Marshall I have over here, and I'm like, man, just plug it on uh, Alexa to that and. We got Skynet starting here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Just for funsies here, they have the Death Angel Apron. (laughs) Whether you're shopping for a king of the grill or a kitchen witch, this Death Angel Apron is perfect for your heavy metal culinary friends. This is certain to make any cooking experience a grim and exciting one. Even if you get this for someone who doesn't know how to cook, this is a great motivator for them to get in the kitchen and give it a whirl. That's,
2: that's, That's... Death Death Angel has a, an apron. You're saying yes. That that I I can't I can't fathom that. That's well, amazing. buddy, it's
1: just it's just literally Death Angel, their logo on a black apron.
2: Oh, so the next uh, bit of um, merchandise that we're gonna put out is gonna be a Shred Shack apron.
1: Actually, for. for... <laughs> I think for like for me personally, I think it's going to be more of like a Shred Shack bib. <laughs> Just cause food, you know, yeah, right. I'm a, a rib, bit of a mess. like a ribs bib. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a mess. Taco bib. Yeah,
0: seriously.
1: All right. Next up, we got a Baphomet earrings. Etsy is great for finding unique and custom items for goths and rockers alike. Uh, the Necronomacharm. I love it. Necronomacharm Charm is fantastic. Wow. They are known for their occult-themed jewelry that range from simple inverted cross necklaces to intricate Baphomet earrings, among other things. Whether you whether you know someone who likes to cosplay King Diamond or have a friend with a flair for accessories that are dramatic and satanic, you're bound to find something at their Etsy shop. Besides, nothing is more gvilt than supporting small businesses. Look,
2: I think it's cult.
1: Yeah, cult. You're right. Yeah. It's just the V always throws me that. It's cult. It's cult. But
2: that's still pretty badass, and and I and I don't know why, but Necronomicon just—it's
1: the perfect name for a, a yeah, gothic jewelry it's, home shop. It's yeah, amazing. Bravo to that name. Yeah, good for them. Good yeah, on them. Yeah, the golf clap. Yeah, well, that is fifteen. Holiday gift ideas for hard rock heavy metal fans.
2: That that was actually a really good chart. <laughs> yeah, I I'm,
1: I'm a big fan of that list. There's a lot of really cool stuff here. Yeah, there's
2: a lot of random cool shit. Yeah. Um I like the fact that that metal has become as as it is and can expand to things like that, just aprons and 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 random shit like that. Um and don't forget all
1: about your Kiss merchandise too.
2: Well, we're not talking about Kiss. <laughs> Kiss does what they want, but like, but but metal doing that, like mean, a hot sauce. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we we have we've, we've heard of some entre- entrepreneurial types making certain type things like hot sauces. I think Joe Perry has a hot sauce.
1: I think I yeah. I think uh, I want to say the drummer. The From Aerosmith has a coffee. Yeah, I think so, too. I think um, everyone has either a Dave, coffee, a booze, or a hot sauce out right
2: Dave now. Dave Ellison has
1: a uh, type of coffee. Three, yep. different, three different types. Uh, so. ACDC's got wine, so does Motorhead. Yep. Blackened yep. whiskey we talked about briefly with Metallica. Yep.
2: So these are the kind of things that people should be uh, looking into for their for their metal fan uh f- friends and family.
1: Yep. And of so. course, there's always, you have to buy two bottles, one for consumption, one for collection.
2: Yep. That's right. Don't, uh, don't ever, uh, don't get high on your own supply. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to have to, so, Um. but that was a great list. I yeah.
1: It. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. That was really cool.
2: I will probably, unfortunately, not buy much of it.
1: Or any of it. Or any of it. But but but,
2: but that that apron thing is a great idea. Uh, that
1: Marshall thing is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it that Mar- like... that
2: Marshall thing is is quite awesome.
1: Like wow. Yeah,
2: that's that's quite that's quite an awesome idea. And and I'm um, I'm kind of feeling that Marshall. Um, now
1: I just want to see. I just want to see what it sounds like. Now I want to see what it costs. Oh, you're actually looking <laughs> into it. Currently <laughs> unavailable.
2: Oh damn, because it's probably cause it's sold. As well We okay. don't know when
1: this album, this item, will be back. However, there are multiple other versions of it. So this is the Marshall Stanmore Two Wireless uh-huh. with Alexa built in. There's also the Stanmore Wireless built-in, uh, multi-room Wi-Fi and Bluetooth speaker, not necessarily with uh, Alexa built in. But the, we're talking about three hundred dollars here. Again, you're paying for a name and for quality. Yeah, because we Marshall, know the Marshall Mar- name, we Ma- know the Marshall quality. Yeah,
2: and and we you know, the whole. Alexa thing being what it is now. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, there's actually a whole series of Marshall, Stanmore, Bluetooth speakers in general. Yeah. Um, uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and everything. They range in price from, right now, $169 for a basic Bluetooth speaker in black, upwards of $450 for a wireless multi-room Wi-Fi and Bluetooth speaker, probably Mm. depending on size as well. Mm. All within a range of reviews of four stars.
2: All right. Not bad.
1: Yeah. That's on Amazon.com.
2: And I think with that, we must make our curtain call because Warrior needs food badly.
1: Uh, Yeah, I got sushi waiting for me in the fridge. Yeah.
2: So until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. And we are... The Slime. The Slime. We actually haven't said that in a while. No, we haven't. No, it was just still written in the in the script, so.